and it's lights out and away we go. Hamilton gets a mega start and Valtteri Bottas under pressure already and there's trouble maybe at the back as the two Mercedes go wheel to wheel into turn one. Valtteri Bottas just ahead of Hamilton from Sebastian Vettel. It's Bottas from Hamilton, Vettel, Perez, Verstappen and then Lando Norris. Great start from Norris, brilliant start from Hamilton but Bottas kept him at bay. Bottas pulls out from behind Charles Leclerc's rear wing. Bottas takes the lead, retakes the lead of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. And there's two cars down there, Daniel Ricciardo and also Danny Kvyat. Oh, that's a slow that's Red Bull. That's a very slow Red Bull. Is that Pierre Gasly? It is Pierre Gasly. That's really, really sad, sad luck for the young Frenchman. This is going to affect Charles Leclerc's attempt at the fastest lap. He's got two uh, best sectors, first and second. Well, Nico Hulkenberg is the man that he passed there to lap. It's Charles Leclerc who started eighth and has finished yeah. fifth and has taken the fastest lap in this race. Uh, Mercedes drivers, they have been on a consecutive finishing streak of 16 races now. They've been on a consecutive winning streak this season of four races. It's going to be another 1-2 for Mercedes-Benz and it's victory for Bottas in Baku. Valtteri Bottas wins the Azerbaijan Grand Prix and that makes up for the pain and anguish of 12 months ago. You're listening to the Q3 Podcast. G'day everybody and welcome to another edition of the Q3 Podcast, proudly presented by Sin. I'm your host, Ben Pascuzzi, and I'm joined by James Worth as always. James, how are we? I'm pretty good, mate. I'm pretty um I'm pretty bored after what was a uh you know another lackluster. Uh, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. You know, like Q uh, P three and Q one and Q two, Q three were you know, the most entertaining things I've seen all season. Yeah, I saw that cheeky little post from you on the Formula got, 1 official mate, got fan got 140 group. likes on it. I was quite proud of it. Get around him. Uh, yeah, so like, it was the last two pra- uh, last practice session and qualifying was the most entertaining thing I've seen all season, which is the truth. Um, it is true. Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't too great. Uh, you know, we saw Bottas get the chocolates. Which was good. Yeah, it's and always... Mercedes, Mercedes get another one to finish. I think look, I th- I think that's what Bottas needed. I think that's what uh, Mercedes needed. Uh, but you know, good on Bottas for getting his win. Yeah, good on Bottas. All right, let's get straight into our race recap. All right, so we had Valtteri Bottas in first, then coming in second was Lewis Hamilton making it four one twos for Mercedes this season, which is you know. Very good signs for them uh, in this early season. Then we had Sebastian Vettel in third, Verstappen in fourth, Charles Leclerc coming from... Uh, what, what was he on the grid? He was 10th uh, on the grid, wasn't he? In coming into f- uh, fifth. And then we had Checo Perez in sixth. Um, I think I'll talk about, talk about that a bit later because he's had some pretty good results in, um, in Baku the last couple seasons. And we had Carlos Sainz in seventh, Lando Norris in eighth, Lance Stroll in ninth, and Kimi Raikkonen in 10th. Hmm. So I guess the main point there to take away is that uh, Bottas winning his second Grand Prix, um, getting away from, or winning it, sorry, from pole position. Mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, interestingly, came after the race, and obviously we hope that you watch it, but if you didn't, uh, Hamilton got the better race start, and again it was the pole sitter who didn't get off to a flyer, as has been the case for the majority of the season. And he goes, um, he didn't try hard enough 
on that first lap because they both went in basically together. Yep. Um, Hamilton on the inside line and it was a great um, uh, recovery from Bottas though in the interlinear first was. corner. And it was fantastic, and it was it was good from Hamilton to give him the room. Um, but again, he felt like he was a little bit too nice, and obviously Bottas was able to remain ahead, and that was it. Bob's your uncle. Bottas won the race. So yeah. Again, Mercedes, of course, their fourth consecutive 1-2 finish of the season. Um, it appears that this is going to be the way uh, the season pans out. Yep. Could potentially be another um, Mercedes fight out like 2016 when we saw Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton. Yep. Uh, the other talking point, or I guess a recap from the race, uh, Ferrari... Keeping Leclerc out too long on his softs, um, the VRC obviously Yeah, that was a big him. issue. was a big issue, James. Would you like to delve into it? No, would you like to delve into it then? Yes, I would. I, will, I, I won't uh, say the reason why, oh, James. Oh, come on. Won't. You know what? Just, just say it because everyone's going to find out eventually. James didn't watch the race. Yeah, I didn't. And he only watched the highlights about five minutes before we recorded. Yeah, I'm a really bad um, co-host. I'm really sorry. You're not even a co-host. <laughs> That's why I say I'm the host. I'm just a guest that You're just, just a keeps guest. coming in. <laughs> You're just a random guest. Not just invited, get... just keeps rocking up at the exact same time every week. Yep. Well, it's not the exact same time. But, like, I just happen to Tuesday know. To I, I just yeah. happen to know just how know. come. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Charles Leclerc, he was on mediums. He started the race on mediums because, of course, he had to originally start in 11th, but due to some, what was it? It was a front wing, a front wing issue with Kimi Raikkonen's car where mm-hmm. he had superior... Um, Downforce or aerodynamic um, aerodynamic advantages. Yep. Um, he started in ten position anyway. He was leading the race from about lap twenty onwards until around lap thirty six, when I believe it was he pitted. Where everyone's saying, and the commentators, and myself, and my boys, when we were watching the race. Well, your boys. Yeah, the boys. The boys. The boys. Anyway, um, shout out to pit. Sh- shout out to the boys. Yep. Shout out to Luck and Trav. Anyway. Um, oh, thanks for the invite. Mate, you said you weren't even watching oh, the race. Now I feel, now I feel excluded. You're a liability. <laughs> Shots fired. People don't know that reference. I'll, Luck and Trav know the reference. I'll, I'll, anyway, I'll be back next week. Anyway, um, so yeah, they kept him out on the mediums when everyone else had pitted onto the softs. He had a very, very good gap on everyone. Then obviously, as his medium tyres deteriorated mm. and the others were on the softer tyres, they caught, caught up to him. He eventually pitted. And then when he did, the VRC came out, and that was because of Daniel Ricciardo. VRC? Yep. Oh, virtual safety car, VSC. VSC. Anyway, um, trying to uh, when Daniel Ricciardo tried to overtake Danny Kvyat, mm-hmm. and then he reversed into him, so that brought out uh, the VSC, and that was when Charles oh, Leclerc Danny. was on the home straight. Yep. So he lost about nine seconds of time because of that. VRC just stuffs everyone's race VSC. Over. Mm. What a change on the run sheet. I've put it Victor on, Victorian Race Club. <laughs> I don't know why I did it. It probably was that. Anyway, so yeah, they kept him out longer than they needed to. Very disappointing. We'll yep. get into the talking point later. Um, as I just said, Danny Riccardi tried to do an overtake on turn two mm-hmm. against uh, Danny Kvyat. Tried to go down the inside. Locked up his tyres. Went straight, not into the barrier, the straight into the runoff area. Yep. Took da- uh, Kvyat with him. There was no contact there, but. Daniel Ricciardo needed a rear view mirror or just to have a little peek in his side view mirrors because he went straight into Danny Kvyat. And uh, what was it like? It was Obviously, it was damage on his back. Oh, Ricciardo came straight in at lap 31 to retire the car. 
And then Danny Kvyat. Did they say why though? Like what was he suffered damage and he felt like the car couldn't continue on. Right. The team didn't call him. He went in himself. Good. Anyway, you know what? That's good. I, I rate that. Cool. I rate that a lot. Nice. No, like you know what I mean. Like you know, you wouldn't you... be asking these questions if you had to watch the Grand Prix. I know. You got Danny any... Kvyat. Danny <sighs> Kvyat retired two laps later on lap thirty-three. Yep. Sergio Perez, of course, in the racing point finish in the best of the rest sixth position this race because Pierre Gasly had to retire his car with technical issues, and another race, another uh, point from the race was that the McLarens. Both of McLaren's finishing the points with Carlos Sainz finishing well clear of his teammate in seventh position to come home for his first race finish of the season. What is this? He finally finished the race. What is Carl, this? Um, Carlos Sainz. Yep. And Unheard of. On that, uh, the ra- two racing points also finished in the top ten. All right, I, I keep telling you, mate, Checo Perez has got a great record at this track. You keep telling me. You told me once. He has a great record, mate. Like, you can't deny it. Let's get straight into our talking points from the Baku Grand Prix. All right, let's get into our talking points from the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Um, So Mercedes dominated yet again. Yet again. Is it early to say that we're going to see a straight fight for the championship again between these two drivers? Not these two drivers in particular, but the Mercedes drivers. I don't think it's too early whatsoever. Um... I think it was a good indication of what we saw the first um, in the first corner, how Hamilton gave Bottas some room to, you know, allow that overtake and allow that bit of competitive racing. Because so many times we've seen uh, Mercedes being too protective of their number one driver, uh, but now they realise that you know Bottas is hungry and he wants he wants a championship. They, uh, I think they've kind of realised, okay, you know, we'll 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 let him race, we'll let him give, you know. Hamilton a challenge and we did see it and I don't think um, both of them are afraid to overtake each other to risk you know one of them going out I think uh, I don't know I just I I don't think Toto Wolf's going to hesitate in you know saying you know just just go for it mm. and do whatever you want I agree with you James definitely not too early to say I mean when Ferrari have been arguably dominating most of the weekend um, and Mercedes still somehow get a one-two finish in each of the first four races. Mm-hmm. I think that's a telling sign of what the season's going to be. And it's good to see that there's been no team orders yet at Mercedes, and I think that's going to be the way it's going to be for the, I love it. the remainder of the season. It's going to be a straight fight between straight fight, sorry, between Bottas and Hamilton. And if anything. I think they'll have a leniency towards Valtteri Bottas purely because of the way they treated him last year. So I think from now on. Bottas will get the rub of the green, not Hamilton, if it does come to a situation like that. So that's why I think um, we're going to see more of a fight from Bottas's part and him get the rub of the green. So we're all going to be going for Bottas, I would assume. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I would assume so anyway. And if you don't, well, you know, luck in there, take a good hard look at yourself. You're probably a Brit. You're probably a Brit. Or your Lakshan, either one. Nah, Lakshan, nah, luck, luck, <laughs> luck will go for Bottas. All right, uh, let's get into a, another talking point from the very bland Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Very beige. Very beige. Uh, Ferrari, they dominated practice yet again, but they failed in qualifying and, of course, on rest, on race day. Where's it going wrong for them? It's, it's pace, 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 and everyone just says, well, oh... Well, th- they got the pace. They do have the pace. They got the quickest but, car. But they didn't but get pole position. They didn't get one or two. It's the downforce, isn't it? Well, That's I mean, where Mercedes I'll... are superior. Because, they, because Ferrari had the uh, quicker pace 
for both cars going down the street. But Mercedes have got that new era package that everyone's been talking about um, in Australia. They were talking about it and saying that uh, that was going to come in China. And it didn't come in China. Uh, and I don't think China's a heavy downforce uh, track, so I don't think they needed it there. But certainly with Azerbaijan and certainly going into uh, Monaco uh, and, you know, potentially... Um, Canada and potentially Sochi either you know all these high downforce tracks I think Mercedes are going to get the upper hand but it'll be good to see uh, next next race in Spain it's more of an open track it's more competitive for both uh, Ferrari and Mercedes so you know it'll be it'll be good to see uh, if Ferrari can you know show that they they can you know fight all weekend and they can you know get a one and two they can you know maybe get a two and three and uh, separate that gap between two the the, the the two Mercedes. Obviously, um, I think their pace is there. If their pace is definitely there to roll the Mercedes, it's probably just a team strategy thing, particularly on race day. Now, obviously, I did talk, and we will talk a little bit more about um, their decision to keep Leclerc out longer, but time and time again, the Ferrari strategists, even last year, have just completely stuffed their races up. Mm. So that is that's the first thing that has to fix, because if they had brought Leclerc earlier... Who knows? They could have had Leclerc fighting for a third place finish in as Agreed. little as little Agreed. as that sounds, but they could have finished third, fourth rather than a lowly third, fifth. Um, also, we did forget to mention um, in our classifications in our race recap, Charles Leclerc did get the quickest lap. He yeah, he did. Went for a pit stop, got onto the soft tires, and did a quality lap essentially. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, that's the main thing. I think it is. It's the strategy and. Whoever the bloke's in charge or whatever, um, seriously, just take a take a gamble for once. Uh, I they agree. were way too, and look, we, we may as well get into it. Um, the Leclerc point because Ferrari they were too cautious with him. They've they've always been cautious. So the question is, should Ferrari um, be taking more risks, um, or from now on, I guess for the rest yep. of the season? And I think it's a clear yes. Um, Absolutely. To get Leclerc or. To, Oh, they've they've stuffed Leclerc up for two races now this season. Yep. Or was it three? Uh, what happened in Australia? I can't remember now. I think they stuffed him up there. I don't think so. Anyway. I think he was. Um, Bahrain was bad luck. Yep. The last race. China was, was the team orders. Team orders. So anyway, um, they've got it. When you, when you've got Mercedes, a powerhouse like Mercedes, finishing one two each week for four races in a row, you've got to actually get some balls, yep. and pull a risk. Actually pull Leclerc in earlier so he can have a go at him. And everyone was pleading for them because even Leclerc was like, why aren't you pitting me yet? And the bloke comes on uh, the radio saying, oh, we don't think you're going to finish the race on the tyres, on yep. the soft tyres. Mate, grow, grow a pair, grow a pair, and pit the, pit the kid. Pit the kid so he can pit actually have, kid. A, have a chance. Because um, he was not going to finish on the podium the mm. way that they pitted him anyway. Obviously, right, yeah, he was nine seconds, so... And then yeah. he ended up 50 seconds behind uh, Verstappen in the end. Because he had a pit stop Correct. and got the quickest lap. I think, um, I'll, again, what I was saying before with uh, Spain, and, you know, it's, it's, it could open the, um, it, you know, the, the title, the early title race up, open, you know, real wide. I think it's a perfect race to, you know, play with your strategies and have a little, you know, experiment to see what, what works, you know, if you're in practice and you're doing race simulation. See, you know... If if you're gonna outlast tires, if you're gonna hold up on different, um, you know, tire, uh, what's the word? I'm going blank. 
entire um I don't know what the word is, Ben. Can you help me out? Tire what? Uh, you know, like the compounds. Tire compounds. compounds, yeah. Okay. Um, and because I think, you know, yeah, it's a it's a fast track and I think Ferrari can dominate on, you know, because there's, no, there's not much downforce needed um, because it's, you know, it's an open-air track. And again, this has got lots of gravel traps, grass traps, you know, the, all these things that can happen. So it's not just a street track where, you know, if you're, run into the wall you're out you know you can have a little bit of you can you can make mistakes and you know the track gives you a little bit of an opportunity to you know recover from uh you know spins or uh you know oversteer or understeer or whatever so i think it's a perfect race for them to you know take these risks because you know as soon as uh spain finishes you've got monaco canada france austria like all hard-hitting tracks all unforgiving tracks uh, and I think if they don't do it now, Monaco is going to be a real hard track to be experimenting. Mm. It's a very, it's probably the hardest track to experiment easily, and, and you don't get any value for your buck. Correct. All right, next talking point from the race, um, we'll get stuck into some Red Bull news. Um, Pierre Gasly, car got retired um, due to technical issues. He at the moment in the drivers' standings sits in seventh position, equal on points with Checo Perez. Um, Obviously, he has had a little bit of reliability reliability issues with that car of his, but then again, he hasn't been able to perform too highly himself. Yep. What do we make of his start of the season, and can he recover? I just feel bad for him because it was an engine failure that you know stopped him from finishing the race, and he was in fifth position, wasn't it? So Six. he was, yeah, he was in a really solid position, and he was holding off Leclerc quite well. Um, you know, he he avoided, he, well, he defended himself in quite a few DRS zones against Leclerc, so. You know, it it does show some good and positive signs that he can, you know, hold off a potential race winner if he's in the lead. You know, there's the um the the opportunities are endless when you you know you you're defending a you know future world champion. So I think you know if he if he gets the right car, if he gets the right position, if he gets the right qualifying um position, every I think I think the world's his oyster. Uh, in this, I know it sounds very weird. But I think, you know, if he gets a good start, gets a good car on, you know, on the specific weekend, he could easily finish in the, you know, podium for all we know. And Monaco is a perfect opportunity for that because you don't know what can happen. It could, you know, be sunny one moment and then be raining and then be safety car be thrown out, never on pits, but he stays out because he's already pitted. And, of course, the Rebel have a very, very good aero package. Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they do, and you know it. Yeah, I think I think Gasly will recover, but, again, has been disappointing to see the way that he started his tenure in a Rebel car. I've got a question for you. All right, go. Do you think that if he has they have, keeps having these lacklustre performances, whether it be his poor driving or whether it be the car letting him mm-hmm. down, do you think we can see him replaced by the end of the season? Who by, though? We could have an F2 driver. There's a um, the, the Canadian driver who's... I, I can... The, the, knowing the history of Red Bull yeah. and the way they were really quick to get rid of Danny Kvyat and put Max mm. Verstappen in, I can see that happening at the end of the season. But, like, do you think it could happen, you know, midway through the season if no. he's if he's having a bad, you know... No. If he, he hasn't scored points in... Just say... Well, all right. I'm going to put to you, if if he doesn't get points or finish in the top five in Monaco, Canada, France, right, and has a semi-good result in Austria, can we see him replaced for no. um for Great Britain? No. He won't no? get replaced. No. Okay. No chance. I agree with you. All right. 
Let's move into some Renault talking points. So Ricardo, he's appearing to get frustrated um, with this car after his botched move on Kvyat. I mean, it was clear all he had to do was just wait a couple of corners before he got in. Kvyat said the same thing after the race. Uh, Where to now for Danny Rick for the rest of the season? It's going to suck. The rest of the season is going to suck. Major nutsack, as he likes to say. Is his his brain fried? Is he mentally like just shot? And just because this wasn't a Danny Rick kind of thing, it no. was like uh, it was kind of a thing for him to do. <laughs> we but don't then want to again, badmouth him. Yeah, but then again, it's not because yeah. he's usually patient and knows when to go for it, and that Correct. clearly wasn't there. But yeah. I think is is this is it is the lacking success from Renault Stratton hitting? I absolutely. guess is a better is it a, is a better question. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's gonna suck this whole season, and he's just got to suck it up. You know, grow some balls because he moved for 2021. That's what he said. He moved for, you know, 2021 when, you know, the um, engine regulations come in next year and, uh, so to speak, what everyone's saying, the F1 world is going to change forever in 2021. He moved for that specific reason because he knows that Renault will, you know, be a top two contender in 2021 for all we know. So I think he's just got to suck it up. He knows it's going to suck this year. It may suck next year, but the reason that he moved was for 2021. That I mean, you know, you, I don't think he would have ran the risk and signed another contract at Red Bull. I don't think he would have. And, you know, his only option was to go to Ferrari while offering him a contract, but then, of course, they were eyeing off Leclerc, and I think Ferrari, in their hearts, were always going to sign Leclerc over, over Ricardo because I think they prefer that young blood over... Older talent, so to speak, because what Ricardo's twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. So he's 20, it's it's older. Nine, I think. Yeah, so it's older blood. It's he's not going to be. He's going to be in the sport for maybe I reckon seven, eight more years. Um, so I I don't think. Hey, hey he's twenty nine. Bang 29. on. So I I, I just birthday on the first of July. First of July. Mm. Get around it. Um, I just yeah I I think this was he had to move. There was no other opportunity, and I don't think uh, Red Bull were going to offer him another contract that would have seen him change team in 2021. I think it, you know, he might have had a four-year deal on, you know, but so I think it was his only option to move. And Renault's the team he went for, and I think it's gonna it's gonna produce the goods, but not now. Mm. He, you know, best of the rest absolutely may may happen this season, but it he I don't think you get a podium this year. Yeah, I don't think you get a podium next year, 2021. He could be a world champion. Who knows? Who knows? Obviously, he's done it for the long run. We probably rambled on about so many times. But, no, but it's the podcast, truth, though. It's true because you... obviously he's done this move because it, let's say that he stayed at Red Bull this year, and obviously Red Bull are looking like they've improved under that Honda engine, and the Honda engine but is actually when looking you think really about good. it, it's Gasly's car that he's he would be driving Gasly's car. He would have been no doubt. I have no doubts that Daniel Ricciardo would be would have been doing much better than Gasly right now. He actually, because some of the races where Gasly was in, he was starting from 17th and he only finished 11th. Yeah. Where Ricardo would have brought that 17th, car home into second, a top 10 finish. So yeah. um, the preference there at Rebel is Verstappen. Yep. Verstappen all the way. There was no point in him staying there because say all of a sudden Red Bull did have a title uh, winning car, the preference would have gone to Verstappen. Easily. So with him going to Renault, obviously making some green. He does have the chance in two years to potentially go to a Mercedes or Ferrari yep. if Renault don't have the pace. And mm-hmm. not only that, as I said, 
replace one of those Mercedes or Ferrari drivers. It could be Hamilton retiring. Yep. These are these are the two that I've um, projected. It, these are the likely ha- uh, scenarios. Hamilton retires, and for Ferrari, they get rid of Vettel. Simple as that. Leclerc and Bottas will remain there. Bottas has obviously cemented his spot, I believe, already this season. Yep. So that's what he, who he could replace, but... Again, too early to tell. Sticking, sticking with Renault, uh, Nico Hulkenberg, he came home in 14th. Uh, Ricardo, he was 11th uh, when he retired. He probably would have been 10th had he waited, of course. Um, what do we make of their reliability issues? Um, oh, actually, sorry. they were with Both cars were without reliability issues, and they were just well off the pace. So I think mm. the Renault cars are altogether a liability. I mean, you know, you just don't know what you're going to expect everywhere from. Mm. You know, you could see a a best of the rest finish from R- Ricardo or Hulkenberg, and then the next week you could see them both, you know, have the exact same problem at the exact same time like we did in Bahrain. You know, like you just don't know. They're a liability of a team. Uh, they're not going well, and I think they realise that. And if they don't pick up their game this season. Who knows what all sorts of what all sorts of trouble they could be in? You know, they could lose sponsorships from different um, sponsors. You know, money could be down. And even though they're a big engine manufacturer, who's what sponsoring three F one teams, from what I believe, because McLaren's using Renault engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renault's using Renault engines. Correct. And then they've got. That's it. Is that it? Yep. So this uh, because oh, yes. Red Bull got rid of their contract. Correct. So they got so they've got you know they're providing engines for McLaren. They're getting major money for that. But if they have a lackluster season and don't finish where the sponsors want them to finish, they'll drop Oof. sponsorships. They'll lose money, and then Ricardo's master plan of pulling off in twenty twenty one could absolutely go flying down like a helicopter on fire. Nah, I don't think it'll go down. I think that. As but I we've said, seen it before. We've 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 seen big teams who have had lackluster seasons, mm. and they've lost so many sponsorships, and then they're right down the bottom. Mm. Not like sure. we saw Williams. Yeah, we right. Saw Williams. Williams were what twenty fourteen. Felipe Massa was finishing in the points. He was a championship contender. I in think the I think there's too much that's happening at Renault, and too much money that has has gone into Renault for them to fail. I don't think they will. Okay. It's it is a worrying sign though the fact that I, they were totally without reliability issues and the pace was off. I think this track didn't suit them yeah. very well. But but like you can't say that. It's because true though. You, you can say oh, it's, it's so frustrating because I agree with you that mm. you know I don't think they'll fail, but it's a high possibility. And like you know, in a matter of seconds, things can come crashing down at your feet, and you don't even realize it. I don't think it'll happen with Renault. Yep. It happened with Williams. Mm. Then again, Williams weren't big, big though. No, they Renault were, they right were now, mm. the money that's pumping into this team, they are big, big. I think Williams were too so, as I said, at the stage where yeah, they dropped. As I said, I think they're too big to fail. They won't fail. All right, let's move into another uh, final talking point from the race. Um, Racing Point and McLaren, both their cars finished in the points. Are these the two teams who will fight for the best of the rest team mantle? I mean, I've I've said I like, you know, I've talked about Lando Norris a lot, you know, with so many of... Oh, what are you doing? Bruh, he just threw something at me. That's abuse. Okay, <laughs> what I was... Moving on, what I was saying was, uh, Lando Norris qualified in seventh, which is his best um, performance uh, this season for McLaren. And I think, you know, if he keeps having these, you know, positive results in qualifying and then backing them up with, you know... Uh, a, a standard and a very, very solid uh, position in the race. I think we could see McLaren, you know, get more funds, get 
um, you know, error packages, get better engine uh, packages, get all these different power units, and they could easily be best of the rest, easily. Um, but I don't think Racing Point are in the same league as them. I think Azerbaijan's treated um, Racing Point and Force India last year very, very, very well. I mean, last year we saw Perez get third, and the year before we saw him get third as well. You know, and then in consecutive races after that, we've seen him not get on the podium and finish sixth or seventh. So you just, like, I, I just think this uh, track's treating them very well because Perez loves his track, obviously. Uh, but I don't think we can see them, you know, in a best of the rest this season because you, what, cause you'd, you'd theoretically have Renault, you'd have Haas, you'd have Racing Point, and you'd have McLaren. Alfa Romeo? Not a chance. Ooh. Not a chance. All right, let's, let's, think, let's, go through, let's go through the constructors right at the moment. And it is McLaren who are one point ahead of Racing Point, And Alfa Romeo are in sixth position, four points behind Racing Point. So you don't think Alfa Romeo have a chance at all? I don't think so. I think if you need to be, if if you want to be best of the rest, you need to keep. I mean, again, you know, Giovinazzi out qualified Raikkonen, even though Raikkonen had no time. What did it say? NC. What does NC mean? Not classified. Not classified. Yeah, oh, that's right. You got penalised. That's right. So um, technically, mm. Giovinazzi out qualified him. Mm. Um, but I don't think that they have what it takes to get best of the rest. I think it's all McLaren. I think it's all McLaren. I think it'll or Renault. It could be Renault. I think it'll be a, a race between McLaren um, and Renault and Haas. Yep. Uh, obviously, this track suited the Racing Point car very well mm-hmm. with their Mercedes engine, so that's why I think their performance um, was extraordinary. Yep. But I think it'll be McLaren, Renault, Haas. Those will be the three teams fighting for the best of the rest. Mm-hmm. And I think McLaren will get it. I, th- I think. Like, no, I said Renault will get it last week. After this weekend, um, I think it's looking like McLaren. I've changed my mind. It's good, but Whoa. technically, technically, Big I'm old. right though. Technically, I am right though because yeah. it's a Renault engine. So Correct. I'm Renault, liking McLaren. Look, Renault still wins. I'm hopped on the. I'm hop, <laughs> I've hopped onto the McLaren bandwagon. All right, let's get stuck into our comments from the F1 official fan group. All right, so. Not many comments, not many posts again, because it was a pretty boring race. Very boring race. Uh, one one person uh, had a photo of the crash of uh, Leclerc in the castle section in qualifying in Q3, which basically stuffed up Ricardo's chance of getting a you know solid finish. Uh, and the message or well, the post was, I think this corner is ridiculously narrow, uh, even for go kart racing. Uh, however, it must have been an awesome, you know, view for people watching uh, qualifying when Qubits obviously crashed. Because what we're seeing a lot is in Azerbaijan, they, uh, people are like, you know, landlords or whatever are, are opening up rooftops uh, in the city to let people, sit, uh, you know, watch yeah. the race. So what you've, if you looked at uh, Mercedes' Instagram story, the, um, oh, what's his name, the uh, photographer for Mercedes, he's got a beard, I don't know what his name is, he's German, and everyone loves him, he's, he's an icon. He um he took you, you know he took Instagram stories um you know up where he was going and they literally were knocking on people's like houses saying can I come up to the rooftop and take photos yeah sure come in going up right to the rooftop taking photos of mm. the castle section it just it's just nuts um and comments going uh through this are saying you know like yes I love it can't you know wouldn't see this not in a calendar um you know and, and can't believe it wasn't in the calendar earlier. 
Um, and then someone's roasted the comment, uh, the commentators, which was a bit, uh, I don't know, shocking, so to speak. Um, <laughs> someone said, why can't these idiot commentators say his name correctly? Charles Who's Leclerc. Name? Right. Well, well, they're saying Leclerc. Well, with, without saying, putting some French-sounding <laughs> shit into this. It's Charles... It's Charles... Wow. Oh this, oh, this is a big one. Oh, my God. It's Charles Leclerc, not Charles Leclerc. Who said that? I don't want to name drop, but... Yeah. Okay, someone he's, said that. It's he's Charles a, Leclerc. It is Charles Leclerc. You're a... He's from Melbourne. Mm. Um, yeah, he must be a V8 fan. You're an interesting character, mate. Um, yeah, and then other people saying... It's probably you. It's probably your burner account. <laughs> <laughs> My name's spelled backwards. Um, yeah, and then someone said, I 100% agree. Um, you know, it's the worst corner out of all the tracks, yet it's the best. Um, they should reroute the track. Um it's ridiculous, you know, qualifying took two hours. I agree. Yeah, you know, I, I sat hours. up and watched it and I was only up for an hour. As soon as Leclerc crashed, I turned off the TV and went to bed. Couldn't be bothered. Um, Disgraceful. And then someone said, City Circuits must be left out of Formula 1, including Baku, Monaco, Yasmarina, no, etc. Cetera, City et Circuits are the best. And then they go on a reply saying, go visit any of them, feel the cars turning between the walls for 100 kilometres an hour, then tell me to remove them. It's City Circuits are the best. Well, they are the best because they're unforgiving. If you make a mistake, you're straight into the wall. See you later. Mm. Um, or, and then someone said, modern F1 cars are a joke. Modern circuits are a joke. Not worth watching anymore. Just retire from life, man. No, no, I, that's <laughs> fair enough, though. Fair enough, though. Modern F1, F1 cars have become boring. They've become extremely boring. We're only seeing... Take me back to 2004. The last, what? Since 2014. So 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That, Six that, years, we're just, cars... seeing, we're just seeing a one-team, one-horse race. And then prior Look, to that, we saw a four-year, one-team ho- one horse race between Red Bull, essentially. I think 2014 was the year that the uh, cars stopped sending like mosquitoes flying around your ears. Yeah, um, and it was very disappointing. And that's brought the dominance of Mercedes, and it's just it's crap. It's true. Correct. I actually agree with that bloke. Some, I, I, w- I wouldn't go as far to say that I'm quitting watching the sport, yeah. but it has become a huge disappointment. It, oh, f- fair call. Um, and then fair some, call, it's correct. Fair call, fair call, fair call. It is fact. I'm going to stay neutral here. Uh, someone said... Admit it, any- it's fact, James. It's fact, fine. It's fact. Anyone catch a Ricardo incident, someone wrote, uh, trying to get past the other driver and causing both to go off track, insult to injury Ricardo backing into other drivers. What? That's what he was just saying. It's a you know, it's... I, I don't know where I was going with it, but I just saw Ricardo win it. I'm like, all right, I'm going to read it. This is why you need to do some research beforehand, James. Correct. All right, is that it? That's it, mate. All right. That's another edition of the Q3 podcast. We'll be back next week to yep. preview the Spanish Grand Prix. And until then, we'll see you at the front of the grid.